0: Wrestling with Siblings. I'm your host Araceli and this is my co-host Armando.
1: Hi guys, I'm Armando and welcome to Wrestling with Siblings.
0: Alright, let's get started with none other than Triple H who opens up the show. Very odd because you don't really see him come out and open up the show. But before he can even say anything, none other than the Beast Slayer, the Universal Champion Seth Rollins comes out and he says that for two weeks... Two weeks ago, he slayed the Beast, and he finally was able to bring the Universal Championship back home. And keep in mind, they are in Iowa, so that hits close to home for him.
1: Yeah, his, his home state, and then, um, and that, like you said, Triple H, usually when he comes out first thing when he opens up the show, is because he's got some major announcement, something to say, so I kind of expected that, but I didn't know what the announcement was.
0: Yes, but... He makes the announcement towards the end, but before we get into the announcement, Triple H gives props to Seth Rollins. He's like, you walked in to WrestleMania as the King Slayer, and you walked out as the Certified Beast Slayer. So coming from Triple H, that means a lot.
1: Yeah, and obviously we know the history between Triple H and Seth Rollins down in NXT and also in the main roster. So you know when they're in the ring, there's something special that's going to happen.
0: And he did mention that the landscape of WWE has changed not only of Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, but he did say the landscape changed because of the Superstar shakeup that happened last week. There's new competition, there's new people that are now going to be targeting Seth Rollins because he is the Universal Champion.
1: Not only that, but that also comes to being the champion. When you're the champ, you pretty much have a target on your back like everybody else. Like to stay and, and it is true
0: yeah so Samoa Joe comes out and he's like you guys seem to forget and he goes on to say he is ready for Seth Rollins and that he is going to become the next universal champion do you blame him no the guy barely even got a championship what a yeah. month ago yeah so I don't blame him for already thinking and already wanting to be at the next level
1: well, yeah, this is a motivated Samoa Joe as we've seen ever since he became U.S. champion. It's just he just has been on a roll. Yeah, he had a couple slumps before WrestleMania. He did lose a couple matches, but I think he wasn't like fully concentrated. Now, this is a fully focused Samoa Joe, and he's just dangerous. And he stated that he's coming for the title.
0: Definitely. And none other than Rey Mysterio. Again, another person that was part of the Superstar Shake-Up. He comes out and he says he also wants an opportunity. He's Rey Mysterio. You know, he's very, very dangerous. And we're going to see this later on throughout the night. But he's a dangerous competitor. He's smart. He's a veteran. and He has extreme speed.
1: And then another one of my favorites that I've liked and it's pretty much I had one hell of a year. Drew McIntyre. He also decides and comes out to challenge Seth Rollins,
0: And he makes a very important point because he's like, I've been here for a year, and I've had zero championship opportunities yeah. since I've been here. So he makes a point. I completely understand that, and I feel like he is at that level. We've said it before. He is championship material. He has everything he needs to be a champion. He is a full package.
1: Yeah, he is, and I feel he's kind of a little bit jealous of Seth Rollins just because he did mention that he- He is champion because McIntyre didn't get fast enough to Brock Lesnar and I have to agree with him on that point. I feel that if McIntyre would have faced Brock Lesnar first, other than Seth Rollins, he would have been the champion.
0: Keep in mind, originally that was the match I wanted for WrestleMania, simply because I thought there was none other than Drew McIntyre, who is a powerhouse, who carries himself a lot like Brock Lesnar, that could have defeated him. But it ended up being that they chose Seth Rollins.
1: And also, McIntyre had already this huge buildup as, like, Unstoppable. And he wasn't able to get beat. So, that paid a huge factor.
0: Yeah. And then, The Miz ends up coming out. And also, again, he wants another opportunity at the Universal Championship. I mean, the last time he held the championship was, what, WrestleMania 29? 28, something like that. It was the last time they were in New York City. So correct me if I'm wrong. And then Baron Corbin also comes out and he's like, well, I was the one that beat a Hall of Famer and not only a Hall of Famer, but an Olympic gold medalist in his retirement match. I deserve the opportunity
1: and that one didn't surprise me because Baron Corbin likes to pretty much stick his nose in everybody's business
0: he inserts himself everywhere yeah
1: and not only that but he's also trying to take advantage of an opportunity he saw something and he capitalized so that one didn't surprise me that he wants to be in the title picture
0: and of course this one can't surprise you either because none other than aj styles decided He also wanted an opportunity at the championship, and he made it perfectly clear. He said, I will win my triple threat, and I will beat whoever the winner of the other triple threat is to cash in my ticket to Money in the Bank to face Seth Rollins.
1: Uh, Something very interesting. Um, Mainly, it was a lot of the former SmackDown roster that challenged Seth Rollins. There was only two. Raw superstar before the shake up which was Brian Corbin and Drew McIntyre.
0: Well, that makes a lot of sense simply because new competition and Triple H said it at the beginning of of his segment, he was like, There's new competition and you have a new target pretty much on your back. And Seth Rollins said, You know what? I am ready. It doesn't matter who I'm facing, I am a hundred percent ready for my next opponent. So therefore, Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles is the very first match of the night. I personally think this was the show stealer. I think this was the match of the night. So much talent in this match. Wow. I have to give it to one person though and one person only. The star of this match was Rey Mysterio. He yeah. completely
1: stole it for sure. Definitely this was one of my, f- my favorite matches too. But I also enjoyed the Cesaro match which we'll get into later
0: yes definitely um this was my favorite match though and come on Rey Mysterio it doesn't matter who you put him up against he will deliver look at the people he was going up against he was going against guys twice his size Samoa Joe and AJ Styles and he was able to take down both opponents he didn't end up winning but he was able to give them a fight he proved that he can hang with them and he proved he is one of the top stars in this business
1: and just not only that but look at the size of Samoa Joe and the way he moves in the ring it's just super amazing and he proved it in in this match and like you said going back on Mysterio Mysterio was just super impressive he pretty much did most of the work and he was this close to winning if it wasn't for AJ Styles capitalizing towards the end yes and taking advantage I think of one mistake
0: And, I mean, Joe, as he said, he pretty much said everything when it comes to Samoa. Joe, he's smart, he's athletic, and he knows exactly what he's doing. He is always a step ahead, and that's why he's champion. But I feel like they also realized, okay, it's going to get to a point where you have to take out a certain someone, you know? And Joe, I noticed, was kind of out, but whenever he was in this match... He was fantastic he would deliver and he would dominate the majority of the match i mean he was the only powerhouse in this entire match yeah.
1: and i gotta say aj styles and remisteria really got lucky because samoa joe didn't get to fully connect the a clutch if he would have locked it in i think it would have been over like that
0: yeah for sure you already know once he connects it it's done It's over.
1: And that was well scouted by Mysterio and AJ Styles, which we got to give some sort of credit on that.
0: Definitely, 100%. All right. And AJ Styles, there's nothing much to say on AJ. You already know he's extremely talented. No matter who you put him up against, he will deliver. And he ended up being victorious. So, therefore, now we just got to wait to see who his opponent is going to be. All right. Moving on to Naomi versus Billy Kay. Yeah. So Naomi, for those of you that don't know, she made the jump from SmackDown to Raw last week on the Superstar Shakeup, and this time she's facing Billy Kay. Now of course Billy Kay has Peyton Royce on her corner. Naomi's partner is gone. Bailey was her new partner and Bailey got shipped over to SmackDown, so what happens now? We did see Naomi pretty much beat Billy in under three minutes, which is fine, but it's like, this is where the evolution happens. This is why we started the women's revolution.
1: Yeah, and another thing, too, keep in mind this is Naomi's second win over Billy. Billy, keep in mind that she won last week in the Superstar Shake-Up. Yeah, well. She was able to get the pinfall.
0: That puts her first in line at a championship opportunity, and that's what I'm saying. She doesn't have a partner, so who would you partner her? If you had to pick a partner for her.
1: With the member, if anything, the Riot Squad, keep in mind they split up. Either Ruby Riot or Sarah Logan, I kind of see her more with... With Ruby.
0: I think that's a great choice. I feel like Ruby Riot and Naomi could get along and do some amazing things.
1: Different personalities, yeah. but, but... I for, think at the end, and the ring-wise, they would work.
0: But for that, you have to turn uh, Ruby Face... But I do agree, I feel like Ruby is the best fit, however, Natty, I see Natty, she's already faced, you don't have to do a lot of the work, we already know Natty will team up with anybody, so...
1: And not only that, but Naomi and Natty, they seem to, they always get along no matter what, they're friends in the ring and outside the ring.
0: I feel like that's the perfect fit, so, I don't know, we'll see who her partner will be in the upcoming weeks. Moving on to the next match of the night, which is The Miss versus Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin.
1: So keep in mind the winner of this match was going to be the one that was going to face AJ Styles. Yes. The number one contender.
0: Exactly. But I also have to give it to Miss on this one. I feel like he was a star of this. Match in particular, not taking anything away from McIntyre, not taking anything from Baron Corbin, but I do feel like this is a new miss. He reinvented himself, and I feel like the feud with Shane McMahon really helped him out because now he's more confident. He He's still cocky, but he's that cocky confident that knows, okay, I can back up what I'm saying now. He knows where he's going and where he's headed, and he knows exactly how to get there. He's determined and motivated.
1: He knows his goal, and his goal is the wwe universal championship or just become champion
0: in general yes he no i feel like he no longer wants the the u.s championship he no longer wants the intercontinental championship at this point he's shooting for the stars and that's his objective that's his goal and he's gonna get there eventually
1: and he's hungry for gold because especially like i said winning like the WWE Universal Championship because he hasn't been champion in a while, like you said. So I feel that it's time that he deserves it, and he feels the table. Same, same
0: and McIntyre, he is again. I already said it. He is a powerhouse, the full package, a hundred percent.
1: In my opinion, out of the out of these three, uh, my favorite was Drew McIntyre, but he didn't end up winning
0: yeah and now the actual and real winner of this match baron corbin again armando was telling me and i gotta give the, him credit he, he said baron corbin is the ultimate opportunist do not be surprised if baron corbin walks out of this match victorious and that is exactly what happened baron yeah. corbin outsmarted both the yeah. and Drew mcintyre
1: because we were watching the match and i was telling her so i was like i bet you anything baron corbin is going to capitalize on opportunity that he got and sure enough he did mcintyre did the work he clayboard kicked the miss right and sure enough baron corbin was outside the ring steps in throws mcintyre out of the ring and one two three capitalized on opportunity and takes the advantage of him
0: yeah he takes full advantage of that and i feel like what comes from that is him being the raw general manager that the those few couple of months that he was general manager he learned what every single competitor is capable. He analyzed every single wrestler in that roster, and he's like, okay, this is going to help me, and that was strategically his plan, and that is exactly what he's been doing over the last year. He has been analyzing and studying every man in that roster, and now he knows him, and he was able to capitalize on opportunities.
1: Another perfect example is, for a while during the match, you saw Drew McIntyre and Barry Corbin. Up on the Miz, making it a 2 one match at times, so that shows you where Baron Corbin is, how smart he is in the ring, and the alliances he makes.
0: Maybe that goes to show that the Miz was the biggest threat because, like I said, he was the one that was going after. He wasn't losing any time. He was like, "I want this. This is this is what I want." And so he, the Miz knows how to get that. And I feel like McIntyre and Baron Corbin who I guess you could consider the rookies compared to the Miz. If you compare them to the Miz, they're basically the rookies. This is where they were like, okay, if we can take out the Miz, we can make it a one-on-one, and this is where it becomes dangerous because, like you said, they've partnered together so many times. They know each other like the palm of their hands, and we already know what Drew McIntyre is capable of, and we also know what Baron Corbin is capable of. Just remember what Drew McIntyre did to Dolph Ziggler. He used them to his advantage, and I feel like that's what he was trying to do used Baron Corbin. but Baron Corbin outsmarted him, turned it around, and was like, you know what? This is my opportunity. And he was able to come out victorious.
1: Yeah, and then this is a huge build of confidence for Baron Corbin. A lot of momentum to face AJ Styles.
0: Definitely, 100%. Like, you really have to give it to Baron Corbin. A lot of you guys do not like Baron Corbin. I don't like Baron Corbin, but I feel like inside of the ring, he is a genius. I feel like he has really... Really developed his character and gotten it to the point where, like, hey, if you're getting major heat, you're doing something right.
1: Yeah, and keep in mind, like I said, Barry Corbin likes to stick his nose everywhere. Don't be surprised if he's one of the members of the Money in the Bank uh, match. So, just throwing it out there just because he's really sneaky and smart and knows how to work his way around.
0: Definitely, 100%. Alright, moving on to Zami Zayn. I'll keep it very, very short. Basically, comes out and solds the crown. He says everything is our fault, that he used to be very, very happy when he was on vacation. And then he came back, and he suddenly started to feel depressed. And he says that he finally found out why the reason he's depressed is because of the WWE universe and the way we act.
1: I gotta say, the vacation places that he visited and that he showed, like the pictures, are pretty cool. Not bad. Hopefully, one day we all get to go over there.
0: Yes, exactly. Hopefully the siblings get to make a trip over there, but then he pretty much ends it with him telling everybody, go to hell.
1: Yeah, I definitely what? don't, don't want to go to that
0: place. <laughs> I definitely don't want to go there as well, but hey, it's going to be interesting to see where this is going to go and who he's first going to feud with. I don't see anybody right now for Zami Zayn to feud with. I don't know. Do you have any ideas?
1: Not right now. I don't see him facing anybody? anybody. If anything, it'll probably be someone like like Ricochet, if anything. I would like to see him just because they both have similar wrestling styles.
0: I see that one. Let us know in the comments below who you guys think Zami Zayn's first feud should be up against. Alright, moving on to the match that Armando really, really liked. Armando, I'll give you the honors of announcing this.
1: It was Cesaro versus cedric alexander keep in mind cesaro was transferred over to raw that means that the bar is pretty much officially split
0: yes and i'm
1: excited for cesaro because i haven't seen cesaro in singles competition for what since he partnered with sheamus
0: it's probably been about two years if i'm not mistaken yeah,
1: two years and before they partnered him with uh the sheamus he was one of my favorite wrestlers i liked what he did in the way he performed in the ring I think he's one of the, not technicals, but one of the best in the ring the way he performs.
0: Yes, and I feel like he's always been super underestimated, and I feel like he was underappreciated up until he was with Sheamus. Once he was put with Sheamus, he was just like, okay, we have confidence in this guy, we believe in this guy, and they gave him numbers and numbers and numbers and and amounts of Tag team titles, what, they're five-time champs? Six, yeah, four-time five, champs? I think
1: they were, like, five-time champs.
0: Yeah, so that alone just, give, just gives you an idea of how far Cesaro can come, and that was just with Sheamus Imagine by himself. Given the proper storyline and giving the proper time, I feel like he can do amazing. I think it's time to put a universal championship, if not the WWE championship, on him. But given the fact that he's on Raw, we'll go with the universal. Yeah,
1: even the U.S. championship, I feel, will be great in his career. It's time for him prove himself even more in singles competition and I mean he did prove it today with the very impressive win over Cedric Alexander doing a I think it was the uppercut yep. as as he was as uh, Cedric Alexander was doing his, his move up in from the top rope.
0: Yeah, so Cedric Alexander he was part of the two O five live roster, now he is part of officially of the Raw Roster, so a new addition to the Raw roster because of the superstar shakeup, Interesting match. I do want to see more of Cedric. I don't follow 205 Live. I know he doesn't follow 205 Live So this is the opportunity for the 205 guys to really prove themselves to show hey You didn't watch us before but now you guys are gonna really get to know who we are the characters and what they have in store
1: And I feel we didn't get to see a lot of Cedric Alexander as well Just because Cesaro did a very very good job job of shutting him down like Just his offensive
0: from the from the very beginning, he immediately was like, I know what I have to do. Keep in mind, Cesaro hasn't been in singles competition for, like I said, over two years, probably. I could be wrong. But that just goes to show the experience that he's learned. And I feel like him being partnered with Cesaro was one of the greatest decisions WWE could have potentially ever made. They made each other grow. In tremendous ways.
1: And I feel they both picked up from each other, like you said. Yeah. I think that really helped Cesaro out a lot, too.
0: They learned and they grew, and now they're at this point. So now, new Cesaro, let's wait and see what they have in store for us.
1: Yeah, hopefully they take them and they build them the right way for a future title show.
0: Alright, the Viking experience, who now changed their name again... To the Viking Raiders versus Lucha House Party, it was really pointless because this match was maybe two, two minutes long. It wasn't even a match because it didn't, it didn't, even, it didn't even start. It didn't
1: even start because the Viking Raiders pretty much attacked Lucha House Party. Yeah. In the match that was started
0: right before the match even started, so they took him out. And yet again, they are sending a match a message to the Raw Tag Team Champions. We're here. We're ready to take over. And we are not going to stop until they get what they
1: want. I saw them at NXT Takeover, and all I gotta say is this team is super impressive. The Raw Tag Team Division with the tag team that they have, it's pretty, pretty impressive. And this is one of the teams that you gotta keep an eye on.
0: They're extremely dangerous, extremely, extremely just dangerous.
1: So athletic. I mean, the size of these guys, and they like to fly out of the top robes. and it's just super amazing what they could do in the ring.
0: Exactly. So, moving forward, we're going to have to wait and see what they do, and I see them becoming champions from here till SummerSlam, potentially. That's how soon I see them, simply because of what they've done in the ring and what they can do in the ring. So, we'll wait and see if that ends up happening. And
1: we'll see uh, how Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder step up in the brand new Raw Tag Team Division.
0: They'll for sure step up, they have some tough competition, like the War Ra- uh, the Viking Raiders, sorry, I still want to call them the War Raiders, because I think it was the coolest name. Uh, the Viking Raiders, they have the Usos as competition, they have the Revival still as competition. So they have a lot of competition, how are they going to retain, I don't know, but it's going to be very interesting to see, like you said, to see them step up to defend their championships. All right, Becky Two Belts comes out, and she basically starts to cut a promo, and she says that Lacey Evans has been trying to build a career for herself while Becky Lynch is basically trying to maintain her legacy. So she basically called out Lacey Evans, plain, plain, simple.
1: Yeah, and Lacey Evans, being the tough woman that she is, she pretty much goes out and confronts Becky Lynch and... Pretty much squares up to her outside the ring
0: yeah she tells her that at money in the bank she will take both championships away from her so that's that's very very interesting because she's new she just started and she's already going after the champ and hey there's no other way for you to prove what you got than going up against the best of the best which is the champ right now becky lynch
1: yeah and just Lacey Evans, um, if any, I think she has what it takes to beat Becky Lynch. But we'll see at Money in the Bank.
0: Yes, all right. Becky Lynch versus Alicia Fox. We haven't seen Alicia in months, uh, but she's finally back, and I'm glad about that because she's going to get some time, versus Becky Lynch. Becky, again, as we know, Becky 2 Belts has both championships, the Raw and the SmackDown Women's Championship. A new Becky. There's a whole new level of confidence. She's cocky now. And I feel like that comes from her being the first woman to beat Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania 35. Yeah,
1: I mean, when you beat a woman like Ronda Rousey, that pretty much automatically puts you as the baddest, one of the baddest women in the WWE.
0: And she dominated the majority of this match. Uh, she was hardly giving... Alicia Fox any opportunities and the moment the opportunities that Alicia Fox did get it seemed like she didn't really take advantage of because If you go back and you look at matches that Alicia has had before She can capitalize super super quickly and she can come out with the most athletic and creative moves And this time I didn't see any of that. I feel like Alicia was out of her game. She wasn't fully concentrated. She wasn't ready
1: Yeah, I feel that not being in the ring for such a such a long period of time Got to work in this match.
0: Yeah, 100%. But, hey, none other than Lacey Evans, again, being the tough woman that she is, comes out right after Becky Lynch was able to make Alicia Fox tap out. She comes out, and she just goes
1: right on her right."
0: Yep. And, hey, to me, that right there is showing, hey, she's got what it takes. She's not scared of you. She is going to go into money in the bank as a fierce woman.
1: And keep in mind, uh, I said this before, Lacey, she's pretty much picked a fight with two of the baddest women in the in the WWE right now. We saw it at the Royal Rumble how she squared up against Charlotte Flair, and Charlotte Flair is not just anybody. She's one of the biggest stars and probably the most gifted woman in the women's division, and now she's squaring up and picking a fight against the man, Becky Lynch. So she's not picking fights against just anybody. Uh-huh.
0: And this is how she's going to get her name. This is how people are going to start to care. I care. And she's only been on TV twice. And by twice, I mean actually physically talking, cutting a promo, and throwing hands. Yeah. Two weeks. Because, and I'm invested.
1: Because keep in mind, she would come out and down the ramp and do her...
0: Her dance. Her, her, or her, no, her lady, walk, her sorry. Lady,
1: lady-like walk and stuff like that. And yeah. Turn around and then go back.
0: Yeah. so she really wasn't doing much and now she's finally talking she's finally throwing hands and i'm already invested she's going to become one of my favorites for sure she already is one of my favorites and i've only seen her twice as i've said but we'll see what happens at money in the bank my money's on Lacey. spoiler i'll give you guys that one
1: you already know who my pick for this one is. Yeah. It's going to be lazy Evans. Like I said, since i seen her participate in the Royal Rumble, the first few seconds she caught my eye and I was like, she's going to be someone big. Yeah. And if not, you can go back and review that Royal Rumble podcast.
0: Yep. You'll see it. It's the very first podcast of 2019, I believe. Go check it out. All right. Moving on to Ricochet versus Robert Rude, also known as Bobby Rude, I am extremely confused as to why Bobby Roode is now Robert Roode. Yeah,
1: me too. Uh, They didn't explain exactly why he changed his name. And then what's up with this new look with that mustachio he has going on? I
0: got it. He's a heel.
1: Yep. He is a heel, but I mean, you know, that (laughs) mustachio just kind of like, uh, you know?
0: I don't know. See, here's the thing. I feel like it come lately. This is what I've noticed. Correct me if I'm wrong, but lately... If you go from being face to heel, there has to be a difference now. You have to be able to tell apart the heel persona from the face persona. And I feel like this is now his new way of representing himself as a heel. So now I feel Robert Roode is only going to be used whenever he decides to be a heel.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I got to say, Robert Roode, very impressive showed a completely different face that we probably haven't seen um, i didn't get to see him a lot in nxt but i think if anything if you guys compare him he might be that bobby Roode from nxt
0: yes and ricochet finally a singles competitor he is no longer partnered with alistair black uh for those of you that don't know very very quickly we're not a news channel we've always told you guys that but i feel like this is important Alistair Black, Selena Vega, and Andrade got drafted back to SmackDown Live.
1: Yeah, kind of some weird changes there. But, again, you know, anything can happen when it's the, uh, the shake-ups. Yep,
0: and when it's WWE. The only reason I bring it up is because now he's a singles competitor. So now where does his career go from here? I know he was partnered with Alistair; They were doing great together. Yeah, maybe it didn't work as well as... We could have all wanted it to work because they never really became champions. They were just kind of thrown together, but I feel like they had chemistry, and that's something that I'm gonna miss.
1: Yeah, it was kind of weird because if now the Viking Raiders moved up and they're the they were the tag team champions, why not give it to Ricochet and and Alistair when they were competing for the NXT tag titles? But again, it's just all matter of opinions, matter of of.
0: It's all extremely confusing right now because we're all still trying to adjust from the Superstar shakeup We just got out of WrestleMania literally, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Oh, so we're still trying to adjust. So as the year goes by, we'll really get it. Overall, the match was... I thought the match was okay. I feel like it could have been better from both sides, not just from Ricochet, but from Robert. I was about to say Bobby, but uh, from Robert. But now I'm invested in what... Robert Roode is going to do now because I have to be able to tell a difference between Bobby and Robert.
1: He seems more focused, like I said, um, and he did state that um, Chad Gabriel was pretty much holding them back. Uh, yes and no, because I think they did have a successful run as tag team. Um, it's just that I think uh, Robert would do better in, in singles competition.
0: Yeah. For sure. He had a great run with Chad Gable, as you said. But it's his time now. It's his time to shine. He hasn't gotten an opportunity at the championship. He hasn't become champion. I think he did. Maybe maybe he held one of... It was either the Intercontinental or the U.S. But other than that, like I don't remember him really having a relevant feud. Really doing much yeah. since being called up to the main roster yeah.
1: And he was able to shut down Ricochet's speed. And high flying ability, and I think that was very key. Like I said, it's just him being focused was pretty much the key of being aggressive.
0: Alright, let's move on to the main event, which was AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin. The winner of this match was going to go on to Money in the Bank to challenge the Universal Champion, Seth Rollins.
1: Yeah, um, AJ Styles was obviously, I believe, the favorite to win, but. Overall, you couldn't underestimate Corbin.
0: Exactly. You couldn't underestimate him. And even though AJ won, Baron Corbin gave him a fight.
1: He was very, very close. Very, very close of picking up the victory.
0: And again, this also comes from him being the ultimate opportunist. He's smart. He's a very, very smart competitor. He has improved tremendously, and he knows exactly what he's getting himself into.
1: He just waits for the opponent to make a mistake. And I feel it's a very, very rare when AJ Styles makes a mistake and AJ Styles was just able to capitalize. I think that's the experience that yeah. was the difference in this match. No doubt. But I think if it would have been somebody else, Baron Corbin would probably would have been victorious.
0: Yeah, 100%. I agree with you on that one. The experience definitely did play a huge factor in this match and I feel like that's the reason why AJ Styles won.
1: Yeah, and then another thing too, Baron Corbin noticed that AJ Styles was kind of kind of hurting a little bit wasn't 100% and he just immediately jumped on that
0: well yeah AJ Styles just and nothing against Baron Corbin but AJ Styles just got out of pretty much one of the biggest matches of his career he was in a brutal fight against Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe so going into this match he definitely wasn't 100% for sure and Baron Corbin had the advantage. Yes, this match was still brutal, but he didn't take as much physical punish- punishment as AJ Styles did. Alright. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add? No. He does have something else he wants to add. He's forgetting about it. Uh, as we were watching Raw, he said, where's Elias?
1: I know where Elias is. Where? He is on his way to SmackDown.
0: He definitely is on his way to SmackDown. Somebody finally tweeted him and told him that yeah. that that AJ uh, that sorry that Elias is now on SmackDown live. Yeah. So if you haven't seen that tweet, I'll try to insert it here. If not, go over to WW Siblings on Twitter and you can see it. He was literally so confused as to why yeah. AJ uh, as to why Elias hadn't showed up.
1: Yeah, because Elias usually shows up. Either in the middle of the show or towards the end of the show, and I was like, "Okay, Elias, Elias, Elias."
0: Top I'm of the pretty
1: hour. Pretty upset that that he didn't uh, he didn't show up. I thought he had gotten lost. Yeah. You know, because everybody was, you know, everybody wants to walk with Elias.
0: And he thought he was lost somewhere, but yeah. no, he's just kidding. He knew yeah. he was in SmackDown the whole time. It's just Armando is very silly sometimes. Anyways, that's, that's not true. <laughs> anyways, that's all we have for you guys on this episode of Wrestling with Siblings. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Let everybody know to become a sibling today. Join the family. And for those of you that do not know what WWS stands for, Armando, what does WWS stand for?
1: Wrestling with Siblings. Thank you guys so much. Thanks. See you next time.
0: Yep, we'll see you guys on a brand new episode of Wrestling.